Hello, this is John Beasley, Locked Down in My Garden, and welcoming you to the 23rd Harmony UK podcast. We're in West London, less than a couple of miles from Heathrow, and in normal times the air would be filled with the roar from the big jets, one every 90 seconds passing overhead on their final approach to land at the airport. But today, not a whisper. And it's not only the planes that have been silenced. Churches, halls, community centres, concert venues and, yes, convention centres where people gathered to sing and the harmonies rang just a few short weeks ago are empty and now hushed. But even though we can't get together and many of us are stuck at home because of the coronavirus, beneath the surface, life in the barbershop world is carrying on. We're very sad that all of these things are being cancelled anyway, regardless of having a CD. But we hope that it won't knock us too much, and obviously the CD is there forever, so we can take them next year. How did you actually go about deciding the track listing and where the tracks well, are going to be? Spoiler alert, we haven't chosen an order oh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> when we got the news that the Region 31 convention was cancelled, there was quite a damper on the evening. But we're all singing together uh, in one form or another via video link, so the uh, sound delay is quite strange <laughs> quite hard to do we had lots of exciting things in the pipeline and the majority of those things are still very much proceeding full steam ahead There'll be bluebirds over the white cliffs of dover the uh, choral conductor eric whittaker uh, done some virtual choir things. Um, he lasted one, I think, quite a few years ago now, maybe 2012, 2013. So he was kind of the first person to do that. And so someone just said to me, why don't you do one? And I was like, why not? How hard can it be? Anything that can be done outside of rehearsal, especially nowadays with technology, yeah, I want it outside of rehearsal. I want as much singing as we possibly can. And that's what this edition of Harmony UK podcast is about. The work going on now and the exciting things to come. Among them, a brand new CD from a champion quartet. The song Reflections, as sung by Avalon and an excerpt from their first recorded album, which will be out very soon. Avalon were the Lab's gold medal quartet in 2018, and they were hoping that their new CD would help them raise funds to compete internationally as representatives of the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers at the BHS contest in Los Angeles, now, of course, cancelled. 
Well, in mid-March, just a couple of days before the government advised us all to stay at home, I travelled to Cheltenham, where members of Avalon were coaching Cleave Harmony at what must have been one of the very last UK barbershop gatherings before the lockdown. Hi, I'm Helen Warner. I am the lead. I'm Karen Lilly-White. I'm the baritone. I'm Sophie Wilson and I am the bass. And the first question I suppose I have to ask today is, is no boo today? No boo today, unfortunately. While you are recording this, we're mid-coronavirus potential epidemic in the UK. And unfortunately, she has developed a cough. And it is not coronavirus, (laughs) it is a chest infection. But um, she's been told she has to self-isolate just in case. Because she's a teacher, of course, and she doesn't want to take it into school. So We miss you, boo. We miss her very much. (laughs) Let's hope boo's better very, very soon. But we're here to talk about the CD that you recorded back in February when all this still looked rather distant, this, uh, this coronavirus uh, yes. crisis that we're all in at the moment. Um, can I just begin by asking you about the, the story of that CD and, and, and how it came about? Um, um, Karen? Well, we are fundraising for our trip to Los Angeles uh, to, uh, to, yes, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, our trip to Los Angeles in the summer, so end of June to July. Um, and, uh, yes, so we, we were trying to come up with lots of different ways to fundraise for that. And, yeah, the CD was an idea and we thought yeah why not let's do it <laughs> launched a kickstarter we, we luckily between us have a lot of sort of additional wider barbershop skills we're, we've got between us a, a trainee and two qualified judges we've been coaching quite a fair amount ourselves we two of us make teach tracks on as a little side hustle various things so we had lots of rewards we could offer through kickstarter so we thought that was the best way to fundraise for the the album and then offer things in return and the last time i saw you was just over a year ago it was in bristol and you were there yeah. with fortuity coaching the labs youth chorus and at that time i remember fortuity telling me that they were bringing out a cd i just wonder whether you whether you spoke to them about the process or whether that their decision influenced yours at also yeah we love fortuity they're idols they're amazing <laughs> um, and so yeah we obviously as they're friends of ours we've chatted to them about it about the process about how many CDs to make about all the sort of logistical things that we don't really know because we've never tried this before so yeah they were very helpful and very lovely as always did they kind of inspire you to do it um, I think a CD had been something that which had been in the vague pipeline forever but I mean listening to their CD and hearing how fab it is is yeah, it was definitely an inspiration. Well, we'll talk about the songs in a minute, but just, just tell us about the whole process of, of getting onto Kickstarter. Is it something that, Helen, is it something anyone can do? It, it is fairly self-explanatory. Obviously, when we say anyone, there may be some people who want sort of some help going through it, but it is a step-by-step process. They are very clear. Um, there's usually one main contact email. Luckily, we have a quartet email we use for that, so we can all check in on it. Um, but it sets you, it takes you through each stage at a time. It sort of asks you what your target is. It asks you about the project and your deadlines. It asks you about risks, because you have to present that to anyone who's pledging. It asks you for your reward levels it basically does everything a step at a time so it is a pretty straightforward process but it makes you think about what you're trying to achieve and 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 exactly what you want to do yes very much yeah it does make you set sort of get right into the nitty-gritty of the details of the project before you're even allowed to publish which is a handy thing to do so what were your goals then Um, Our goal was to, uh, essentially, we wanted to raise enough to be able to produce the CD and um, and distribute it. So our 
base goal was making enough money to do that and then what you have the option of doing if you meet your goal is to add stretch goals um, if you want to we didn't end up doing that but we did actually overachieve with our goal which is really awesome because it means that we've got that little bit more financial support for we go, when we go to LA as well which is amazing so thank you everyone who pledged <laughs> Let's talk about the musical side of it then, because I suppose, Karen, that once you have decided to make a CD, the next thing is to decide what, what on earth to put on it. Yeah, well, we kind of, we kind of just went with, f- for one thing, what we know we, we like and what we know our audience is like and, what, and also what we know we're good at. Um, so that, that was kind of, yeah, we went through the repertoire and we're like, oh, what would work? Um, what you ranked it all? Yeah, we did. We actually did, didn't we? We, we marked we... them all, all our songs out of five. We gave them a mark out of five. Some of them got negative points from me. Some of them I'd had enough of. <laughs> which which were the ones that scored five? Just out of interest. Oh goodness. Um, good luck charm. Good luck charm was probably one of them. Bring me sunshine. Bring me sunshine. Reflection. Yes. Ones that people request a lot when we sing at gigs and things yeah. uh, certainly came up a lot, and the ones that we just love singing. And I think some that are a bit newer as well, aren't they? There's a bit things that are a bit fresh that people hopefully won't have heard millions of yeah. times, which is always nice. Anything there that's going to be a real surprise to people? Well, if it is a surprise, then we wouldn't be able to say. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, no. I don't no, think, I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, we, we sort of wanted to make sure it was songs that we had sung for a while so that we knew we could do them with you know brushing up rather than learning things anew for a cd because we work on songs for a a few rehearsals before we sing them out so i imagine especially if you've been to a few of our gigs and performances that they are songs you will have heard before but hopefully you can now take them home forever (laughs) and enjoy them Um, and when you decide on the order i mean do you put it together in the same way that you put together the order for a for a concert that you're doing and think well we want to juxtapose this this uh um, this ballad with a with a, with a fairly punchy number, you know, to get people um, back on their feet. Or or do you? Was there some other way? How did you actually go about deciding the track listing and where the tracks well, are going to be? Spoiler alert: We haven't chosen an order oh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we sort of chose the order for recording based on you know how we know our voices behave over an entire day of hours mm. of singing and that sort of thing. But um, and making sure we pick up with a a good up tempo after a ballad so we're not sitting in the recording room depressed but um but, <laughs> but yeah I, we haven't yeah. actually chosen the track listing yet i think we're going to base that on what they sound like once we've got the finished product so. I'm just wondering about how arduous the, the recording process is. I mean, there you are, Sophie, hitting all the low notes for an entire day, yes. rumbling away there. Right? Mm-hmm. How, how difficult is it? It was a pretty gruelling day, to be honest. Like, we had fun because, obviously, we all like each other. Our sound engineer, David, was amazing. We would recommend him to anyone. He was fab. But it was a long, long day, and we got into a few little funks, I think, where chords weren't tuning, and we were a bit 
in a tizzy but then you know we'd move on to another song and it, yeah we we powered through but we were there for a lot longer than we thought we might be <laughs> but we're very happy that we did it until we were happy with the product and did you do the songs Helen in entire takes or, or, or are there songs that are kind of knitted together from several different recordings a, a bit of both we did entire takes and a lot of that was so that our lovely sound engineer got to know the pacing and the way that we sing the songs so that when he did then jigsaw a lot of other takes together he knew what the timing and tempo was like so we have a bit of a mix we had at least two runs of every song and then sort of covered the bits that we weren't quite happy with um so it's yeah both <laughs> is there extra pressure on you in this process because i mean when you when you go and perform for example it's a one-time performance the people who are in the hall will see it maybe some people will see it on youtube later but that's that like, is incidental to most people um with a with an album you put it together you're expecting people to play it again and again it's a kind of definitive moment isn't it it is yeah and actually i, I think we all did without necessarily saying out loud feel a little bit of that extra added pressure and i think that's why we ended up being quite picky ourselves and potentially why we had quite a long day because we wanted to make sure that it was something we would we would be happy listening to over and over again because we are our own biggest critics so if we're happy with it then the people that we love who are supporting us will also be happy with it and, and for the anoraks in the audience people like me i mean how many microphones did you use when you when you when you're looking at blending your your voices did you all have a mic each yes so we had a mic each we had two that were recording the sound in the room and we had two, two extras as well yeah yeah, eight, yeah. I so i think eight in total might have been might have been more uh, i think yeah, it was only eight had, yeah an, an ambient mic that was doing the room they were up high yeah a pair of mics that were in front of the ensemble but a bit further away and then we all had a spot mic each mm. And, and was this a, a, a proper sound studio or was it a room that had been adapted? Um, we actually did it in my school. Um, oh. I'm a primary school teacher. Um, our sound engineer recommended um, a church to us, but um, it, for several reasons that didn't work out. But my school is a converted church, so we did it in um, our upper hall, which has the churchy type ceilings. And our school were very kind and let us use it for free. So it worked out very well. Yeah. And did you have to go and try the sound out before to make sure that you were, you were happy with it? <laughs> so I took my phone around the school and recorded my self-singing in various locations which I think did not come across through my phone recording so no because we're spread out so far across the south of the UK we sort of had to hope for the best there really it wouldn't have been very practical to do a to do a recce. I mean you've already said it was a very very long process I mean how, how did you keep your energy up to get through it? Is it are there any tips you can pass on to other people who might potentially be thinking of doing this? Uh, well, in our quartet, it's regular snack breaks, <laughs> making sure that you are keeping up your sugar levels. And, and also, actually, um, we sort of learned as the process went on that we were being too picky at the beginning of the recording process and it took us a very long time to do the first couple of songs and we realized that actually david can work some real magic with his sound engineering and we don't have to be as picky about what we're doing so we started picking and choosing what it was we wanted to get hung up on or not after a while and it made us much more efficient mm. and how did it feel when it was all over oh such a relief <laughs> no i mean it was it was great it's it's a good feeling to to know that the sort of the actual recording bit is done and now we just get the fun bit of listening to it and making edits and then you know presenting it to the world which is kind of terrifying but <laughs> but yeah the, it was it was oh it was good to have it done in terms of distribution i mean you've already said that a lot of people have opted for downloads but those who are looking for a, um, a, a physical cd you were planning to hand those out at um Sweet Adeline's in Cardiff and then at Babs in Harrogate. Yeah. One of those has definitely been called off. 
I wouldn't be at all surprised if the other was in the next few days. I mean, has that left you with a problem? Uh, to an extent. We were kind of hoping that there would be a certain amount of market at those conventions of people that don't necessarily know us, and especially at, you know, Babs and Sweet Adelines, because we won the labs competition, who don't know us very well and might have wanted to buy one to support us. But actually, we have a good network between us, especially because we are a distance quartet. We have different networks in our areas between us, and we're hoping that we can sort of push on social media a lot more. And and so, yes, we're, we're a bit gutted that those conventions aren't happening because our aim was to get things ready for May, so they were ready for Sweet Adelines. And we're very sad that all of these things are being cancelled anyway, regardless of having a CD. But we hope that it won't knock us too much, and obviously the CD is there forever, so we can take them next year. And if anybody is listening to this and would like to get hold of their very own Avalon CD, be it a digital one or a, or a real one that they can put on their shelf and keep forever, um, how would they do it? Drop us a message and we will sort it out. Yeah. Facebook, um, email. Our email address is avalonquartetuk at gmail.com and we all monitor it so we will all, anyone we're able to pick that up, Facebook, Messenger, we're on Twitter, we're even on Instagram, Instagram. If, that's your, if that's your jam. So yeah, get in touch with us. Well, we hope that you will be inundated. Looking forward to hearing the CD too. Um, Helen, Karen, Sophie, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Great to hear a good ringing tag. Elvis Presley's Good Luck Charm, as performed by Avalon Quartet and taken from their forthcoming CD. And just a reminder that if you would like to get hold of a copy to listen to and brighten the long days ahead, then their email address is avalonquartetuk at gmail.com. And with the cancellation of those VHS internationals in Los Angeles, let's hope that they'll be able to make Cleveland next year. And that list of postponements and cancellations due to the coronavirus pandemic is still growing. Among the casualties, the SABS convention in Spain, Bing in Germany, Snobs in Scandinavia, and even the IABS October convention in Ireland. All Sweet Adeline's regional events are off for now, including the Region 31 convention in Cardiff. Labs have had to cancel their planned regional education days and quartet prelims. The Babs Harmony College is off, and after a nail-biting set of negotiations, Babs have also finally cancelled their convention in Harrogate. We'll be hearing more from Babs in a moment, but first, a reminder of what, at least for now, we've lost. Somerset Sweet Adeline's chorus Singsational, performing at a previous convention. Singsational, directed by Kirsty Spencer, are one of many choruses who are keeping members engaged with virtual meetings from home over the web. 
Well, let's hear now from one of their singers. Maddie Collins, I sing with Sensational Chorus, and I'm a lovely baritone, one of God's chosen. <laughs> well, it's lovely to talk to you. Presumably, you haven't sung baritone for with with them um, for a little while because of the, the the mess that we're all in at the moment. Oh, I know. We're very sad. And when we got the news that the Region 31 convention was cancelled, there was quite a damper on the evening. But we're all singing together uh, in one form or another via video link. So the uh, sound delay is quite strange, <laughs> quite hard to do. <laughs> it, it's a strange thing for us all to get used to, isn't it? I mean, how, t- tell us about your video rehearsals then. How do they work and what do you actually do? Well, we tried Zoom and that worked really well. Uh, Kirsty does, she leads the warm up and we have our pitch pipes handy and we sing along with her and she mutes all of us on the microphone because otherwise everybody's talking at once and often if you have another device you get a lot of feedback so we're all very good and we all stand in our dining rooms or in our kitchens along with our dogs and children in the background and we have huge fun and we're still singing together. <laughs> uh, and what do, you, what do your family make of it when you do? I mean presumably they, they, they've not seen you at a chorus night before I would guess. No, they haven't. Well, they they sort of recede to the background. I think as soon as you start to sing with Sweet Adelines, they realise that you are very different to other people who walk in the normal life. <laughs> we're a very straight, we're a strange family, aren't we? It's a wonderful family, but it attracts all sorts of different people. But once you're in Sweet Adelines and once you're in your chorus, then you all become the same. You all speak from the same page and you feel the same things. It's a wonderful organisation. I love it. I- how are you? How are you all supporting each other during the lockdown? I mean, is it simply chorus nights, or are you are you are you talking to each other in other ways too? Oh, always. We've all got our little WhatsApp um, sections, so each of the leads, baritones, basses, and tenors, we all have our own little um, uh, section on WhatsApp. So we've got the general sensational page where you post general things, and we talk to each other via Facebook links and also by WhatsApp. So we're in contact with each other all the time. I sing in a quartet, and we've got our own little quartet. Um, whatsapp group so we talk to each other most days which is great because one of our ladies is in her 80s and um, she's feeling it quite rough at the moment so she's got uh, us to look forward to (laughs) speaking to and sending a little parcel oh that that, that's a bit of good news and and, and regarding sweet adelines i mean you mentioned that of course the region 31 convention uh, has been cancelled but is Mm -hmm. there anything that that's that's happening at regional level which is is supporting your chorus at all Oh, yes, we've had video messages from Valerie Taylor, which was wonderful. So Kirsty posted that um, live. She did a little PowerPoint presentation and pasted in um, Valerie's message. And also from Kim Wonders, who came to coach us uh, back in February. And she sent a video message, too. So it's rather lovely. So it's, it's really everybody looking, out, looking to everybody else and encouraging everybody else at the moment. It is. It's a wonderful group to belong to and we support each other all the time. In ordinary everyday life anyway, when normal chorus is running, but this is really sort of showing how amazing the chorus is. I've sung with different groups. I've sung with um, orchestra groups and also with uh, community groups, but Sweet Adelines is something quite different. I've been a member now for about 15 years and I just love it. And I suppose it's quite difficult at the moment, but are there things that you're doing that can really sort of take you forward and, 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 and give you something to look forward to in the future? We've all got new material to learn. So 
so we've got new things to look forward to and our wonderful section leaders have recorded the parts uh, by piano because we were very blessed to have some wonderful pianists in our group so we've all got things to learn and things to look forward to Sensational chorus, living up to their name in better times there. And thank you very much indeed to Maddie Collins for taking the time to chat to me on WhatsApp. Well, you heard Maddie telling us that her chorus has been contacted and offered words of encouragement by senior figures from Region 31. But what can the barbershop organisations do to sustain the vitality of the hobby at this difficult time? With approaching two and a half thousand members, BABS, the British Association of Barbershop Singers, says that its board has stepped up a gear since the outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic. When I was joined this week on Zoom by the current chairman Martin Baglow and vice chairman Alan Hughes, I began by asking Martin what that meant. Well, it's meant um, obviously no face-to-face meetings, but we've had, I think, four video conference meetings with the BABS board. The last one was a full day of business, as it would have been face-to-face, planned for face-to-face, but um, it, to precede the AGM, which obviously was cancelled as well. But we had a, a full day in the chair um, in front of the screens on Saturday, very productive, and um, the team is very committed to taking Babs forward, through and forward, this um, terrible crisis, and at the other side and stronger for it. What do you both think then the role of an organisation like BABS is at this time when, of course, people can't do what what the the organisation exists to encourage them to do, which is get together and sing? I think our role is primarily to support and to share best practice, to stay in touch with our members and especially their choruses and their quartets, but also individual members to give assurance that we are looking after the association. We treasure this association as much as anybody, and we will not let it fail. It will be there stronger and better, or certainly stronger or as strong um, in the future. And, and Alan, how, how is the board doing that at the moment? Well, we've, um, we've tried to be offer support as and when it's needed. We've had... Um, people contacting members of the board for advice and support. Last week, we issued a document about good practice for running online rehearsals and online meetings, uh, which you've had good feedback on. You may have noticed that we've increased our social media game. Um, We've uh, been really busy on social media, trying to keep people occupied and engaged with Babs and with Barbershop through that. Like Martin said, we've had a lot more meetings as a board to make sure that convention is has been cancelled or postponed in the right way that doesn't affect the association. And we've already started having meetings about how, what Harmony College and what Quartet Con are going to look like now and, and how we can kind of uh, uh, minimise the damage of having to postpone those events as well. Well, you mentioned uh, convention there. And Martin, that was something that you wrote to the members of BABS about because... Had things not worked out as they have done, 
I understand that it could have been financially disastrous for the organisation. Just, just tell us about, tell us what you can about the negotiations that were going on in the background. Well, John, I think the most important thing to say is that we're we're out of that now, and it's largely thanks to the very good work and industry of Derek that we are in the situation we're in now. Yes, at times it was a uh, a bumpy road. You've got to remember that uh, conference centres are businesses as well, and they have uh, cash flow problems just as the organisations that book their facilities. Um, we had a few days where we couldn't say what we wanted to say to our members at the time we wanted to say it. So we were getting a bit of flack from both sides, but uh, we had to be very careful in our negotiations to make sure that we got the right outcome. But I'm pleased to say we now have the right outcome and we're going back to um, Harrogate in 2022. We'll be at Bournemouth next year and our finances will be replenished with the money that we parted with to secure the convention centre for 2020. So, and you're certainly looking relieved because from what you say, it sounds as though it was it, it was very tense at one point. It was very tense. I think we had uh, three meetings in, in one week to discuss the latest updates, but um, it's a good result. It's a good result for everybody. It's a good result for Harrogate. A lot of people regard Harrogate as the home, the spiritual home of barbershop. We're very keen to ensure that our relationship with the Harrogate Centre is not diminished by any such crisis. And we are in a position where we can say that we're on good terms with Harrogate. We're going back there in 22. And most important of all, our finances are secure. Of course, the area that people might not be so sure about now is is is, is what happens. Because, of course, we want, we're not going to have a, a gold medal chorus. We're not going to have a gold medal Babs Quartet in, in, in 2020. The American International Convention has also been cancelled by the Barbershop Harmony Society. Where does that leave choruses and quartets? And who's going to represent Babs in 2021? I can answer this one. We're trying to approach the 2021 convention as much as we can has been the 2020 convention but delayed a year so for our three champions who are planning their swan song sets they're now going to be doing their swan song in 21 instead of 2020. We're trying our best to secure the same special guests for the shows that we were going to have this year and just delaying it all by a year. So in essence we're all of our decisions are guided by the idea that the 2021 convention will be exactly what we had planned for 2020 just obviously a year late. So people like Sound Hypothesis, for example, who are obviously looking forward to going uh, and competing internationally in 2020, uh, they'll be there in 2021. Yes, that's the idea. We've had uh, conversations. We had three quartets heading over to Los Angeles um, in July. So that was Finest Hour, Sound Hypothesis and Fifth Element. They'd all qualified to go. BHS have uh, also released a statement saying that any group that qualified for Los Angeles 2020 will be carried forward to go to Cleveland 2021. And so far, I've managed to speak to Finest Hour and Sound Hypothesis to say, if you're still able to go and still want to go, we're still happy for you to represent Babs. And I just need to pick up the phone to Fifth Element uh, to tell them the same thing. <laughs> I just wonder how how concerned you are about the, the length of time that this goes on for. I mean, if, if it were to last, heaven for Fen, but if it lasts six months or more, um, is there a worry that people might start to drift away, that maybe some choruses, maybe maybe the ones that are that are not so engaged may find that they, they've got fewer members when they come back? I mean, it's, it's, is that a worry and is there anything you can do about it? 
I think retention of existing membership is one of the things that the groups have to do at the grassroots level. Um, we can assist them by sharing best practice. We can stay in contact with them and obtain that best practice to share it. I was speaking to a director tonight um, about something else um, up in the up in the north, and um, his his chorus are meeting in a, a virtual pub setting. Um, every Wednesday evening, but he's using the rest of that normal Wednesday evening routine to speak to his sections. So he has four half-hour sectional rehearsals come meetings with his section leaders and the members of their sections. So that's quite an innovative way, which we will be sharing very much down, I think, to the choruses to keep their members engaged. And obviously, technology now is is a lot better I mean, if I can understand it then most people can understand it and um, hopefully stay connected that way in the short term. It does seem pretty gloomy at the moment particularly with us not being able to meet together and sing. Is there anything from the Babs perspective Alan that you you know you are looking forward to at the moment? Yes definitely I think 2020 was shaping up uh, to be a really exciting year for the association before any of this stuff has happened with the coronavirus we had lots of exciting things in the pipeline and the majority of those things are still very much proceeding full steam ahead so in the next few days we'll be announcing our new barber shopper of the year we're having to do that online obviously instead of in person we also our long service awards from convention instead of announcing those at convention they're going to be announced online um, and then really excitingly in the next few weeks we'll have our new website that's being launched with all our new branding and exciting things like that. And that has been a huge uh, amount of work that Shanna and her team have put into that. Uh, so we're really excited for that. And then uh, behind the scenes as well, administration director is working on changes to our constitution, changes over to a new type of organization called a CIO. And so lots of work that we were planning for the year is still very much able to happen and is still going at full steam ahead. So it's still an exciting time for the association. I was going to ask you, are you both singing um, in, in virtual choruses at the moment with your own choruses or with, with, with any others for that matter? I'm not at the moment. I'm too busy doing uh, Bab's work and, and other stuff at the moment. I'm, I'm, I sing in a quartet. Um, usually the second half of the year, we dust off the Christmas songs and we've got quite a busy schedule. Um, usually pick up a wedding or two in the autumn and, um, and then we're full steam ahead for Christmas. So I'm currently not singing in a chorus or in a quartet, but we will pick the quartet up. Probably, use, historically, the, the quartet goes after convention onwards because the other three guys are busy with um, preparations for convention. How about you, Alan? Yeah, I'm singing with uh, my two choruses, um, Mailbox and Hallmark of Harmony, and we're both doing things online, but on a weekly basis. We both have WhatsApp chats and um, Slack chats, and we've also been using Zoom to do online rehearsals and online kind of what Martin said, like an online pub, just to socialise. I also, a couple of nights ago, submitted my video to Jordan Travis over in Canada, who's doing an, a virtual choir online. So I recorded myself and submitted that video, which was a fun thing to do as well. And and how do you think it's going to feel when you when you finally do get back with your fellow singers and, and, and you're, you're standing next to each other on the risers, hopefully less than six feet apart, and, and you're able to, uh, to, to ring those chords again? John, I think it's going to be wonderful. I think that first up close harmony experience is going to be absolutely wonderful. And I'll give you a preview of what I say in my Hex article, which is coming out in the next week or two. 
Uh, and it's basically my strap line is that um, that experience is going to be wonderful. Um, open brackets, a bit like the first taste of steak when you come off a strict diet, but the harmonies will last much longer than the steak would. <laughs> that's, a, that's a brilliant metaphor, and it's definitely something for us all to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. And I just can't wait for that first Babs event. Um, whenever we can get back together as an association, it's just going to feel just that bit more special than it always does. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so I just that's what's keeping me sane and keeping me going through these months. Uh, you're just thinking of the next big barbershop party and barbershop gathering. It's going to be great. Amen to that. And thank you to Martin Baglow and Alan Hughes from Babs. Alan will be making one more brief appearance before the end of this podcast. And a couple of names mentioned in passing which may not be familiar to you if you're a non-Babs member. Uh, the Derek referred to in that interview is Derek Parminter, who for many years has led the Babs convention team. Shanna is Shanna Wells, Director for Marketing and Publicity. And Hex... Well, that has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Uh, it's the shortened title for the Babs online magazine Harmony Express. Oh, and by the way, the Harrogate Convention Centre will not be standing idle after the cancellation of the Babs convention. It is in fact being converted into one of the new NHS Nightingale hospitals and it's going to offer care for up to 500 patients at a time who have the coronavirus. Well, you also heard Jordan Travis mentioned there, illustrious vocal coach and associate director with Toronto's Northern Lights. He's one of a growing number of musicians and conductors offering songs which people might like to sing at home and then record themselves for inclusion in a virtual choir. The songs are often deeply evocative, like this one. Just you wait and see There'll be love and laughter And peace ever after Vera Lynn's The White Cliffs of Dover its reassuring, hopeful sentiments still conjure up for many the worst days of Britain's wartime blitz, when bombs rained down from the skies on the big cities and children in their millions were sent away to the countryside to live with complete strangers so that they could escape the destructive nightly raids. Well, 80 years on, and today's menace, the coronavirus, is very different. But the sentiments of the song remain as powerful as ever. An arrangement is currently being learned in close harmony by several hundred singers, many of them from a barbershop background. They recently answered a call on social media to form a virtual chorus from Simon Lubkowski. As well as singing lead with Babs 2018 quartet champions, the Locksmiths, Simon is a prolific musical director and he's been telling me more. Well, yeah, obviously I do a quite a few different musical groups. I'm the director of uh, Tuxedo Junction Babs Chorus and I run a community choir and a mixed uh, chorus lux a cappella. And obviously I have a school choir and I do so many singing things that in one fell swoop, all of the groups got cancelled all simultaneously. So again, we had people kind of asking, well, what, what are we going to do as far as singing? Uh, and obviously um, the uh, choral conductor, Eric Whitaker, 
uh, done some virtual choir things. Um, he lasted one, I think, quite a few years ago now, maybe 2012, 2013. So he was kind of the first person to do that. So someone just said to me, why don't you do one? And I was like, why not? How hard can it be? Um, yes. Uh, so I just said, OK, I'll do that. And let's let's see. Let's see what we can do. Well, how hard can it be? Because you've been inundated, as I understand it, with uh, with participants. <laughs> <laughs> it was certainly more popular than I imagined. I, I put it out on Facebook on through the different kind of uh, Facebook pages that I had. And, and, and yeah, we got in a, in a matter of, I think, five days. I think we had 350 different people from 13 different countries sign up which was a little wow. bit surprising. Uh, it just kept on building. Uh, and initially I was sending the emails out individually one by one. So as someone would sign up, I'd send them all the information in individual email until someone told me that there was uh, things I could do to, uh, to, to speed that process up. So I, I started very naively thinking it might be 15, 15 or 20 people, but then it soon became clear that uh, people really like singing, so, which is positive, I suppose. The song, I think, is, is a great choice. Tell us a little bit about that, because it's a song that really does kind of yearn for normality, doesn't it? It does, yeah. When I was thinking about what song that I kind of might choose, um, a few years ago, um, my, one of my quartets, uh, the Simple Tones, had been asked to do an event uh, for a World War II centenary concert in Leicester, uh, at Curve, as with uh, BBC Radio Leicester, and kind of they asked us to do a, a, an a cappella version of the White Cliffs of Dover. So when kind of we came to this, I thought, oh, that would work. And I kind of listened through to it and I thought, yeah, the kind of the sentiment, the idea of kind of looking forward to the future and kind of with some positivity uh, really kind of struck home. And I played it to a few people and they were like, oh, no, you've got to do that. That's lovely. And, and not too difficult, obviously not knowing the levels of experience of singing some people might have. So we didn't want anything too problematic and tricky. Yeah, so that seemed like the right song. And, and the more people who listened to it seemed to really agree that it was the, it was the right song for the occasion. I was going to ask you about how you're going to direct all these singers, because a choir of 300, even if you've got them standing in front of you, is a daunting task. How are you doing it online? Well, it's we've managed to, again, this was slightly not having thought there'd be as many people, Then have we then had to come up with a solution to how to actually rehearse this. What we basically came up with was, um, was obviously people have started using the video software Zoom, and so then we thought, right, well, let's have some sectional rehearsals for each part to teach them the part. So again, create some YouTube videos, did the kind of did the guide tracks, put the score on, notated the score, made it into a YouTube video that showed them their notes and played them their part. But then I thought, how am I going to myself do sectionals for 300 150 people maybe even if half of them tune in i've still got to try and run sectionals for 170 people and i'm, I'm a full-time music teacher as well as doing all this so thankfully I, I contacted some people who had signed up themselves and they very nicely 17 of them agreed to be section leaders so they've been running sectionals on zoom uh, i think we planned 37 sectionals in the first round so we're we're about at the moment well over halfway of those sectionals so there's i think there's six today and 300 singers, you say, when it comes to editing all those voices, that is one heck of a job, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's going to take a while. Uh, I use a program called Cubase. Um, and thankfully, my daughter is uh, doing a music course and uh, she uses Cubase. So I've told her that she has to help me with 50%, may, well, maybe a third of the editing she has to help me with. Uh, so she's going to be editing some of the audio. I'm going to be editing the audio. And uh, yeah, there'll be lots and lots of, uh, basically, once you get a certain amount in there, they'll be bouncing them down. So once we get maybe all the leads done in one go, then that'll be done as a lead track. And then we'll 
we'll do all the baritones and have that as a separate track. And eventually we'll then put it into stereo and, and all that stuff. So it's going to take a fair old few hours, uh, if not few days, uh, but we're looking forward to it. And I've told her that she's going to learn an awful lot from the process. So she, obviously as a 17 year old, she's really looking forward to the hard work. Simon Lubkowski with what sounds like something of a new cottage industry. I'm really looking forward to hearing his virtual choir, not least because I'm one of the 350-odd people who signed up. So be assured that when it's out, the links will be posted here on the Harmony UK podcast social media pages. But what I'm looking forward to the most, and I'm sure that you are too, is when we can all get together once more and make sounds a bit like these. Everybody on the melody, part of my heart. Story of the Rose, Heart of My Heart, being sung in unison as part of a warm-up recorded at the start of March. Remember those days when you could just turn up and sing with your chorus pals? Well, they will be back one day, hopefully soon. Anyway, we're in the heart of Birmingham to meet some of the members of one of Bab's newest clubs, Mailvox. They were on the cusp of competing as a chorus for the very first time at Bab's convention before it was cancelled. And there was a lot of interest in how they do. The chorus was co-founded by Duncan Winyates and Doug Harrington. And though Doug has since moved on to direct the Sweet Adeline's Chorus Viva a cappella, it's true that Mailvox brings together on the risers singers from some of Bab's most stellar quartets. Quartets like Finest Hour and Reckless, among others. Well, I'm David Roper. I'm the president of Mailvox. I've been singing for all my life, but this is the first time I've ever sort of attempted barbershop work, so this is all very new to me. And, and we're right, right in the centre of Birmingham, and Mailvox, th this is a play on words after a famous Birmingham landmark, isn't it? I think it probably is, yeah. I mean, the mailbox, uh, which is really close, close by to here, it could be coincidence, but I think there might be something deliberate there, actually. Tell us a bit about the history of the chorus, then. How long has it been going? Right, it's been going since April 2018. Uh, and it was formed uh, by Duncan, Rin Yates and Doug Harrington. And uh, really it's made up of a mix of experienced barbershop singers and some sort of people new to it, like myself and a few others in the chorus. You're new to it, are you? Yes. So, yeah. so what was it that, that attracted you to this chorus? I mean, had you, had you known of the existence of other choruses? Before? Oh yeah, I knew about barbershop pretty much. Partly, actually, I got my wife to... Uh, thank or blame for that depending on which way you look at it because she sings with a female choir and has been for quite some time so she heard that this chorus was starting down in Birmingham and said well why don't you give it a go so I thought well yeah absolutely. The standard's obviously very high for somebody who was new to barbershop how, how difficult was it to get in? It's a strict audition process but I think if you're an experienced singer even if it's not barbershop you can still get through it 
there's just a lot of stylish, stylistic stuff to learn that um, comes a, as a bit of a shock if you're not used to it. Uh, what was what was the most shocking thing for you then, personally? <laughs> oh, it was oh quite a lot really. I mean, first of all, no vibrato, which in co- normal choral singing you you do a lot of vibrato in it. So that that was one big change. So you'd done another kind of choral singing. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, the way the words are done, the very soft consonants, the real stretching of the vowel sounds, and all that kind of stuff, is is very different to actually other styles of choral singing. One of the things that you do notice coming in, you, you've, you've gone through five or six songs, you've been fixing things. Obviously, Duncan, the director, has been expecting you to get it right first time at a pretty high level. So certainly, you've worked harder and, and, and there's been more expertise expected of you than many other barbershop choruses. And yet, you only rehearse once a fortnight. Yeah, and I think that's a reflection to an extent of the fact that there are other experienced barbershoppers in the choir and they may sing with other choruses as well. But yeah, there's a lot of importance put on learning your part in advance. We get some great teach tracks. So you've got no excuse really. You've just got to listen to it and make sure that you actually spend the time between rehearsals. And I think that's the unwritten rule, if you like, that you've got to put in your homework between rehearsals so you make the most of the time when you're actually here. But the fact that people are coming from a long way, I've met somebody from Swanley in Kent, I've met somebody who's travelled down from Peterborough, they're both, I mean, you know, sort of 80 miles away, 120 miles away, that must make it difficult to form a, the sort of camaraderie, the sort of, sort of close bonds that you get in a lot of barbershop choruses. I think that has been a challenge. I think competing in Ireland last year was great for the chorus because we actually got together, we spent a few days together. You went to IAPS, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that was great fun. So we went there and I think spending some time together there really helped. We had a really good weekend here uh, a couple of weeks ago with Emmanuel Roll came over from Snobs, isn't it, I think, um, the Swedish barbershop side. And of course, he's, yeah, he's, he's one of the singers in Ringmasters. So, I mean, we had a fantastic coaching weekend, like, just spending time, going out for a beer afterwards, you know, having the obligatory curry, I guess, really, really helped in, in getting a sense of camaraderie uh, amongst the choir. Well, one feature of Mailvox is that quite a number of its singers already hold Babs gold medals from past choruses and quartets. Take Alan Hughes. Yeah, I said we'd be hearing from him again. Uh, He's already won chorus gold singing with Cottontown and Hallmark of Harmony and quartet gold in 2008 with Monkey Magic. So can Mailvox really offer something more? To be totally honest, it was really lucky. Um, I live in Birmingham and this is my local chorus. It's a 15 minute drive away. And so I'm very lucky to have such a great chorus literally on my doorstep. I'm still singing with Sheffield. I have to make the journey up uh, up north to sing with Sheffield every month or so. Uh, but this is my local kind of home chorus now. I, I suppose that's, that's a good reason for you then. But for other people, I mean, there, there are other people who sing in, in choruses that have already won at Babs. Why, why would they want to come to this chorus as well? I think, uh, to, to me, uh, the attraction comes from a few reasons. First of all, we work in at a high level. But second of all, it's with some of my personal heroes, who are now called friends. 
so our director Dunkey has been a friend since I was a very young boy and one of my heroes and a lot of the other people who I get to sing with on the rise are people I really look up to. Andy Funnel uh, was one of my big inspirations when I was, uh, when I was a young lad. Uh, Dunkwin Yates, uh, the finest hour boys as well. I've, again, I remember seeing those as a little boy when, the, when they were a boys quartet as well. So just the chance to sing with, with some of these people who, like I say, Finest Hour, Dunk, Andy Funnel, Brian Schofield, the most decorated barbershop in Babs. It's so, just an amazing honour. So the fact that people travel from miles around, we really shouldn't see that as, 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 as getting in the way of friendship because really a lot of you are friends already. Well, yes, yeah, very, very good, long-standing friends, like I say. I first met Dunk, our MD, when I was literally six or seven years old at the very original Harmony Camps similar with the, with the Finest Hour guys, I've known them for a long time. Andy Funnel, uh, when I was a little boy, got down on his knees to sing a polecat with me when I was literally eight or nine years old. So these are people I've been friends with for a long time and uh, the chance to finally sing with them on the rise is a real, real attraction. Mr. Duncan Mailvox's musical director Duncan Winyates is another of those who brings a wealth of experience to the chorus. Three Babs Quartet gold medals with Reckless, Crossfire and the Likely Lads, until 2014 he was director of the neighbouring Anvil Chorus. As for his directing style in front of the risers, well, brisk might well be a good word. Well, if you give them a moment to talk amongst themselves, they will. So I've got to fill every gap with a, with, with a bit more knowledge. And, and, and we, we only rehearse uh, every two weeks. That's our regular rehearsal schedule. So, you know, it's quite strict, 7.30 till, you know, 10 to 10. So I, I want to make use of every moment of that time. Because if we get 100% attendance, we're, we're rehearsing 50% of our competitors, you know, of, of the, the courses that we want to be up there and amongst, you see. So... We've got anything that can be done outside of rehearsal, especially nowadays with technology. Yeah, I want it outside of rehearsal. I want as much singing as we possibly can. And is that the nature then of, of, of this chorus? It's a competition chorus first and foremost? Uh, no one say it was a competition chorus first and foremost. You know, we will be competing within Barbershop, and, and as you know, that that's a great thing, and it's it's not just great on the day, it's all the education around and the coaches you get in is great, but no, we, we, we want to get to a world-class level and, 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 and be like our heroes, just, just like, you know, many choruses when they start up, or, or quartets when they start up, they want to be like their heroes, and uh, over the years, since I've been in Barbershop, when I joined Barbershop, Hallmark of Harmony were the greatest under, the, under John Grant, God rest his soul, and then they inspire other choruses, and other choruses get to their level or thereabouts, or take one step further, and then another chorus is inspired, and and and, and you know that we've been inspired by great choruses like Cotton Town and Great Western and Grand Central and, and Hallmark of Harmony again. Um, we, we we want a part of that. We want to do our bit for for the British Association and and go on all these trips abroad and make CDs and and be a a, a truly world class level and put barbershop British barbershop, you know, on the map. We've we've tickled tickled the international scene with quartets uh, and choruses have tried and tried and tried and done well but not really broken into that real top few so, and I reckon we have got the talent in in this country uh, maybe not in Birmingham specifically <laughs> but people do come from a very long way away don't they to, to be here yeah. um, I mean how does that affect things like the camaraderie of the chorus the close bonds that you often get in a barbershop chorus well, well it's great it's just people making a huge effort to be here it, it just makes you feel great, even if you, you've driven, you know, 15 minutes, that, that someone's prepared to drive, is it two and a half, three hours one way that some people do? 
it, it's incredible. So it adds to the specialness of getting together. Well, yeah, yeah, because you can sense that people really want to be here and they're prepared to go to that much effort to get here, yeah. What about the... What about the songs you're singing? I mean, I noticed that a lot of those songs, um, Devil in the Deep Blue Sea, uh, On a Clear Day, you've just been singing, they're pretty mainstream barbershop arrangements. Does that mean that you you want to be well within the mainstream of barbershop? You're not going to push the envelope too much in terms um, of arrangements? Personally, I, I'm not overly bothered about really pushing the envelope. Um, I think it's a strange phrase because you can push the envelope, but it, it might not be in the right direction. You know what I mean? It's only people who push the envelope in the correct direction, whatever that is, who get away with it. There's plenty of people who push it in other directions, and they get, you know, they get marked down for it. Um, no, I, I mean I'm I'm, I'm blinkered by barbershop. I, I love the, the the good solid sound of, you know, a four part chord ringing. Um, but I mean, we're still a young chorus, you know, with with a few members and, and no money in the bank. We can't we can't go and, and start. One day, yes, we want to have songs arranged for us and stuff. But you know, one step at a time. You are much smaller than some of the choruses you mentioned as heroes, Great Western and Hallmark. You know, you're talking about uh, 55, 60, 75 people on the risers. You've got what 20 tonight. Is it, is, it, is it that many? Is it good? I, I well, think that, I counted that's, a, that's a good turn. I think our membership is 23, including myself. But yeah, it's, 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 there is something about having more blokes, as long as they're not detracting from the sound. There's something with more numbers that just gives it a big, fatter, rounder, rounder sound and, and can be a bit forgiving to you know slight sync errors and stuff like that, where the fewer people you have, you know, the more vulnerable you are. So how are you trying to compensate for that lack of numbers then when it comes to your own sound and the way that you're developing the chorus? Uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm trying to compensate for it, just just trying to sing as well as we can. Mm. That's it, and, and then the result, you get is a result. Like, like everyone, we just want to do our best and then find out how to get one step further. over the past six months or so because you, you of course um, you and Doug Harrington both started this this chorus together um, Doug said that he was very keen when he talked to me about three years ago for the podcast to, to, to start a male chorus in in the UK and then of course he leaves and and I've been I've been coached by him in, in an audition chorus at Harmony College and I found it to be a kind of human dynamo he's out there keeping everybody <laughs> focused keeping everybody on track um, repeating things where you're getting them wrong and constantly moving the, the chorus on I would imagine when somebody that like that leaves it could leave you just a little bit flat. Well, yeah, that, that was my worry, because, you know, Doug started the chorus. He called me over in a restaurant at a, a, a convention and says, do you want to start a chorus here? And I said, I said yes. Um, and then it was my partner, Andrea, who actually did everything. <laughs> so if anyone needs credit for setting up the chorus, it's Andrea. But, um, well, but Doug's, Doug's been there and done it. You know, he's, he's a professional coach. He, he was um, sort of a, a typical family singer in his youth, touring round 
the country when he was eight, nine, ten years old, singing with his brothers to a very good standard. And then he won, won an international gold medal, and I toured the world for ages. And then he started, uh, the, the, was it the Louisville Thoroughbreds, I think, and, and of course zero eight. Um, so yes, that that was my big worry because Doug was the draw, but especially because of what he's recently done with zero eight. If Doug's starting a course in England, then you know that's the that's the direct comparison. Can this country have a chorus as good as zero eight? We've got the man who knows how to to build a, a chorus like that. So of course, when he leaves, <laughs> it's like, Ugh! and that that was my big fear that that that, that uh, we wouldn't carry on. We'd lose too many members. Um, which, which when you've only got a few members to start with, you don't need to lose many for the chorus to disappear altogether. Did you lose any at all? Uh, one in the end, but it wasn't actually because uh, of Doug, well, not directly anyway. Uh, one about two months after, so that's I'm really chuffed with that. There, there, there was a bit of a, yes, everyone was a, a little bit deflated, that's a shame. But um, Eddie, Eddie put it well on the chats um, when we were talking about it. He says, um, there was one reason why I joined i.e. Doug Harrington, but there are, there are 20 plus reasons to stay. Because at the start, Doug was the draw. There was, there was no chorus at the start. It was Doug Harrington. That, that was the, uh, the attractive bit. But now, we've got a chorus that sound, that sound all right. is perhaps a characteristically modest way of summing up the chorus sound. The strapline used by Mailvox is excellence in singing. So, when they finally do make it onto that contest stage at Babs, what will be their goal? A medal or something else? Just to do our best on stage. Uh, you, you know what it's like, you've been in choruses. There's so many people who come off stage and, oh, that was only 80% of our... You, you, all you can do is your best. Where you where you where you end up in the pecking order, you've got no control over that. You, you know, if you do your best and someone beats you, then respect to them. And of course, 22 blokes, first time out of Babs. You know, uh, I'm not going to go walking around thinking we're going to win not at all against Cotton Town and Great Western and Meantime. And you know that that'll be I'd, for me to have any confidence of winning at Babs first time out. I'd want another two years rehearsal behind us and, and twice as many singers on the rises. You know I mean, do our best, earn some respect, some love in the crowd and then and then go away and work on what to improve and then hopefully you know, score even more next time.
Mailvox recorded in rehearsal with that great standard between the devil and the deep blue sea. Plenty of love in the crowd, I'm sure, when they finally do appear at Babs, hopefully in 2021. Thanks to Duncan and all the chorus for letting me come along to what must have been their last full face-to-face rehearsal before the lockdown began. And that's almost it for this 23rd edition of Harmony UK podcast. Do get in touch with any comments or suggestions. You'll find Harmony UK podcast on Twitter and on Facebook, or you can email harmonyukpod at gmail.com. And of course, I will get back to you. As so many of us are spending so much time at home at the moment, I thought that it was worth raiding the archives to put together some compilations of some of my favourite bits from past podcasts. I've had the chance to experience some fabulous moments with some wonderful people who've kindly spared the time to chat about Barbershop and what they do over the years. So look out for Harmony UK Podcast Rewind on SoundCloud or on your podcast player, and we can enjoy looking back together. To get the ball rolling, let's finish with a familiar song from the final moments of the 2017 Babs Harmony College. The sentiment it expresses is always apt, perhaps even more so now. From me, John Beasley, thanks for listening. Stay safe and bye-bye for now. Bless you.